0: Hello and welcome to episode 409 of the VegGrow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my garden and my allotment. Now coming up today, I took a trip to Wisley where I happened to find a World Food Garden, which is a new addition that I've just made at Wisley. That's coming up in just a moment, but before that we have, of course, the diary. It is Saturday the 15th of August 2021 today. I'm just in my greenhouse at home. I've got some beautiful cucumbers. I'm very, very lucky this year. We've managed to grow some really good cucumbers. They're just coming into fruit tradition and lots of them. Lots of them. We're going to have a lot of fun with creating things with cucumbers. Now, this morning, I did pop down to the allotment first thing, just to do a bit of weird and check on things. Haven't been able to get down there at all this week. Work and the weather has been in our way. That was first thing this morning, and everything's OK down there. I just had to get, on, get down there and make sure at least I've attended the site at least once this week and checked on things. Uh, I did an arrangement with a friend to go out for a walk, and then after that, I came back home and went into the garden. Now... I'm in the greenhouse at the moment because the weather is absolutely horrid. Strong winds and rain. Well, uh, that was the same throughout the afternoon. But I noticed my tomatoes, my outdoor tomatoes, have definitely got blight. So I've had to rip those all up and get rid of them, which is really, really upsetting. And I was hoping that we were going to get some outdoor tomatoes. These were Heinz variety, but uh, alas, it's not to be. And the only good thing is that gives me a bit of extra space so I can get some more plants in or um, start taking down the willow tree that happens to be overshadowing that place. Now, f- after that, because of the weather, I just came into the greenhouse. I've got a few plants and seeds outside that in the potting shed that I could do, but I'll save that for tomorrow because I think it's going to be bad tomorrow. Now, I was hoping some of my peaches would be ripe. I've still got the peach tree inside here, but they're not quite ripe. They're still growing nicely. They're still there on the tree. They're just not quite ready just yet. i just going to reach in and just... Because when... How do I know when they're... Oh, one's fallen off actually. Which is a sign that that might actually be ready. But when you know peaches are ripe is that they usually are just a bit squidgy to the touch. Just a bit soft. But they smell of peaches. Which they don't smell of peaches let's get this one that's fallen down Um, it's slightly slightly soft um, but I don't think that is quite ready unfortunately so uh, I'll give that to the chickens so it doesn't get wasted now in here I've got some beautiful chillies which are producing nicely and look really really tasty gonna harvest a few of those and take those in luckily we've got tomatoes in here as well which are producing well and seem to be producing some good-looking tomatoes. So uh, even though we've lost our outdoor crops, um, it's not the end of the world because we've got our indoor tomatoes. Anyway, that's it for today. Let's find out what I get up to tomorrow. It is Sunday, the eighth of August, twenty twenty-one. I'm just in my potting shed or the potting shed at home at the moment. Uh, I've just finished my live show. Actually, every Sunday night at six pm, I do a live show, which is it goes live on Facebook. Um, it goes live on our Facebook page, on YouTube channel, and our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. It's a chance to interact with an audience. We have a a bit of a chat, a conversation, we have phone lines, people are able to appear on screen in the comments and we just knock about and share ideas. But the main subject today was about rainwater saving and I realised that usually at this time of year I'll be starting to worry about how much rainwater I actually have in my water butts. Well this year we've had so much rain that we haven't barely used any up. I don't I know sometimes it can get a little bit annoying talking about the weather. I know that's a great British institution talking about the weather, but it's um, this year it's became very apparent just how changeable the weather has become. And that's one example. Rainwater, our water butts, they're not empty. They're still absolutely full of a lot of water. And as you can gather, it's been raining and high winds today. We've had storm. We've had gale force winds coming through, actually. Now, this morning I did pop over to my friend's open day. He has a maze in his back garden made over in Siddlesham near Chichester. He Once a year he opens it up for charity. So I popped over there, shaved my face, had a look around, went through the maze and uh, had a good day out. But it, it was just a bit cold, bit wet, so I couldn't stay as long as I would have liked. After that, I came back home. It's still raining. So I came into this shed and I've been pricking out lots of our our seedlings. So I've pricked out some chicory, which hopefully will grow nicely. Pricked out some kale. I've also sown some more kale. I've got a lot of kale growing, haven't I? Pricked out some pr- more perillia, which I've uh, used up. Um, what else have I got? Uh, what else have I done? Uh, wongbok and some bra basil all pricked out into these little trays that I now use that almost create plug plants I find they work really well for what my for me anyway uh, so they, I've also sown some kale I think I said that and really that's all I've been able to do today it's really annoying it's just the weather's not on our side this weekend certainly i've heard that we're expecting some heat waves soon so hopefully then we can really get outside and do some garden well hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far We'll be back with the content in just a moment, but I just want to take this opportunity to ask if you would consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Members Club. It costs just £5 a month, and for that £5, it enables me to keep the podcasts going and encourage more people to grow their own food. But in return, what you will get for that £5 is each month you get several packets of seeds sent directly to your front door, and these seeds can be sown in that corresponding month. Added to that, you will get behind-the-scenes podcasts, videos, blog posts, a lot more content for your money. To find out more and become a member, head to the VegGrowPodcast.co.uk and click on the supporting members link. Now, just before I bring on the tour of the Wisley food garden piece, I just want to make a little announcement. You may or may not know, we sell some merchandise on the website, VegGrab Podcast t-shirts, mugs, that sort of thing. Well, later this week, we are releasing some more t-shirts, mugs and other bits and pieces of merchandise with a few different designs. The official launch will be on our live show, which we do at 6pm on Sunday on our Facebook page, Facebook group and YouTube channel. But they will be available before then if you are of any interest in that. Just another way of supporting the podcast. Now, the World Food Garden at Wisley. I was lucky enough that Lee invited me up to see his talk that he was doing there uh, last weekend. Now, I've never been to Wisley before, and I didn't really do any research before I went there, so I went in completely blind. Now, that was my mistake. I didn't expect to really record a podcast, but as always, I took my microphones with me just in case, and I'm glad I did because in between talks we had a wander outside and we saw this world food garden and I was absolutely blown away with what I saw. So I figured I should record a piece for the podcast and that's what you'll be listening to in just a moment. Lee and I both walked around and we were basically commentating on what we saw as you will hear right now. Well, it's been a while. Since my good friend has been on the podcast, he's probably one of the most... Well, he is one of the
1: most regular
0: guests I have on. Lee.
1: Correct. Hello, how are you doing? Good. I'm back. Lee
0: Lee Connolly, a.k.a. Skinny Jean Gardner.
1: It's been a while. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you. Now, you've invited me up to Wisley today. I did. I've never been here before. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic little place.
1: Uh What are you saying about the place, man? Because... Uh, this is the first time I've seen it in its new sort of uh, fresh look.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm really impressed. They've had a bit of work done in a cafe area and a, a bit of work. A bit of, okay, a whole new <laughs> I think building. they 35
1: million. In. Wow, wow, that's a lot of money. Got spare change right there. A lot of spare
0: change. But what I'm really interested in, which we only discovered right when we came out to find out, if they got a world food garden area.
1: Feed the world. Let them know it's veg grower podcast time again. Leave that in.
0: I'll leave that in. Right. But this World Food Gardening is a celebration of global food plants their beauty, their curiosity, their diversity. Edible plants. Should we go and have a look in and see what we can find?
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. No, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. Now, what I find fascinating about this, whenever I'm on a holiday or go to other places, I'm always looking at how people garden and what they grow. Yeah. I've been in some of the Greek islands and I'm always seeing people growing food in their back garden and they then sell just outside on the road. Right.
1: Yeah, just, there's a certain type of... Wait, like funny you mentioned that, but it's, there's a certain kind of beauty to that, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think it's more common in other countries than on what we may notice in, in the UK these days. Certainly in Greece I saw it a lot and in the Caribbean islands I also saw it a lot.
1: Do you think that can be something that can be replicated in the UK?
0: Red tape probably in the away. I don't know enough about it, but red tape, yeah. bureaucracy, dare I say it,
1: in the away. I hear you,
0: man. Which is a shame because I think we could feed so many more people if we were all taking that role on.
1: Well, it's also showing now you can use space in a different way. Like everyone just thinks, especially like the front gardens, are just for the, the car to park in. Do you know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, know, we can learn a lot from that.
0: Yeah, but we're, we're walking down this sort of central aisle, and we've got a small selection because this is just outside one of the cafes as well, which is quite a nice little thing to do. It and the calf has got a tables, outside table, outside diner and I can see there's a few fruit trees and fig trees in pots as well as a few nice looking herbs all
1: scattered all over the place can you see them from where you are? You get amongst it mate, that's for sure, I can see them I can see them from here, yes, Uh, you get amongst it that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, good start as well but even like the oranges, I mean those oranges I can see hanging on the tree they're as big as grapefruits
1: They're pretty special, you don't usually see that very often No,
0: no the central column that we're walking down, they've got a collection of arches, which they seem to have some climbing plants growing up them. But also I've noticed this tree spinach. Yeah. Now this is a beautiful looking plant. This one, these ones that we've got here, they're about five foot tall at the moment. They've got these green, almost nettle-like leaves, but with these purple tips. Which they're, I think just look stunning.
1: Yeah, they're beautiful, man. They're arch- architecturally beautiful. Mm.
0: I've tried growing these many, 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 many times. They're meant to be very easy, but what I find is they grow so quick that unless you're on it and you're potting them up regularly or getting them in the ground quick, it's easy to forget about them and they become left behind. But I'm going to try again next year because looking at this just looks stunning I love the fact he's about 5 foot tall looks something different and looking at it you wouldn't think it's something edible
1: yeah, I, to be honest with you I didn't think of it uh, to begin with um, because it's such a big plant and like I say it's the leaves like you say the, the leaves on, of the purple almost look like you wouldn't even think of it to be an edible to begin with
0: yeah. it's certainly something different
1: so obviously these, le- these are early leaves right sorry to just stick to this Sorry. Right. Um, early leaves are the purple parts right So is the grow
0: or... No, that's just how they grow. They become like this purple. But what I'm saying
1: is once... once, Sorry to interrupt you again, Rich. But what I'm saying is once they start growing bigger, then they turn green.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Yes, I'm with you. Yes. If you look at the lower leaves, they are green. Uh, But they've got these purple. I just think it's a a stunning looking plant. really do. Tastes really nice as well. You use it a bit like spinach.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of that, man. Really nice.
0: Underplanted these, we've got some beautiful nasturtiums, which... I've grown nasturtiums this year, I've grown them most years, nice and edible, good sacrificial plant as well.
1: Nice little peppery flavour. Nice
0: peppery flavour, easy to grow. So let's, let's carry on looking around and see, it's hard to know where to go because it's quite a big area, it's sort of a, a circle, I don't know. It's, it's a massive of, area. It's a Un-
1: big area. And like, obviously it's an RHS garden, but there's not, re- there's not a, a, a thing out of place really and you were saying earlier like people say that edibles can't look beautiful but this garden proves that you can yeah yeah
0: yeah definitely i mean they've got some more marigolds in here which have got like these orange or yellow flowers but then you've got this red amaranth which is about four foot tall but it's beautiful reddy purpley leaves and flower heads which the flower heads almost look like they're uh, like a long, he- feathery head.
1: Yeah, I hear you, man. It's, they stand out so much, don't they? Yeah. But like amongst the greenery, like the thing is, there's so much green. We've got some squashes going on over there, but that this stands out so much in front of that green, which yeah. is, is probably needed to make it look like like a, an edible, well, an edible garden that looks good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never grown amaranth before, and that's something. I'm going to have to think about it again next year. Have you
1: tried it before?
0: I've tried it. Just down the bottom here, we've got three purple cabbages as well. A bit which, random, really. <laughs> a bit random, but I like it. It mixed in with the amaranth and the marigolds. And then these fan-trained apple trees, which are they're quite tall, actually. They're probably 10 foot tall. And unusually, when they fan-train them, you normally get branches down, lower down. These haven't. They've let them go quite high up, about five foot high and then you've got the branches branching
1: out it's quite difficult to to like do to train these right
0: it's very difficult to do it's something i keep trying and i'm looking at it now and i'm thinking actually i've got a fence where nothing grows it's on the south side Mm. if i could train them up like that it could work
1: But i've seen people do it where obviously if you've got a fence you don't like your neighbor right yeah you can grow these up there make your fence a little bit higher and uh, actually grow something edible, Excellent. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of shielding, my friend. Yeah.
0: Let's venture on. In the centre of this circular food garden, we have this wishing well, wishing pond. Wishing <laughs> pond. Well, I don't
1: know if they expect it to be called that, but yeah, it is a, a pond of sorts. A
0: pond with a fountain and a seating area around it.
1: Get people tucking
0: into their lunch
1: as they venture around. It's a good place. like Just sitting around a veg garden, Eaten, which I'm pretty sure most of the bits from this vegetable garden must be used in that restaurant, do you reckon? Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. That's quite exciting to like, sit amongst a place where you're eating something that's been grown there.
0: Yeah. They mentioned uh, to us earlier they're experimenting with no-dig gardens, and this looks like we're into the, the no-dig gardening. And again, we've got Swiss chard, we've got amaranth, and we've got cabbages, fennel, beans.
1: That I mean, that chard again... The colours that pop from that mm. is just. Like, I'm looking at is like, yeah, great edible, but there's something beautiful to look at. Yeah, give a bit of interest to the eye.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's it's not. I often overlooked with vegetable gardeners, including myself. We want to grow food, and that's always been my main focus. But at the same time, if you can make it look interesting, and I know there's a few people out there who have done that. Yeah, uh, I can think of many social media accounts. So. Have done it and they make it look beautiful, but at the same time, make it edible. I'm further down again, sweet corn in these almost like circular beds. Yeah. Uh, all, all looking really good, really nice and tight, but it's got this architectural feel about it. I keep saying this.
1: Well, we've got colour and we've got height. Yeah. Which I think perhaps you don't expect too much in a, an allotment garden. Sort of world but you know with that corn going on and like I say've we got the runner beans like growing up right there on that like, wigwam thank you ma'am style yeah uh, it brings a bit of interest to the eye
0: yeah well the wigwam is obviously using willow sticks or hazel sticks as well which I think look much, so much better than bamboo canes
1: yeah I'm with you man Like, I'd, yeah. I'd, if i'm I'm guilty of the bamboo cane wigwam yeah me and too. And, uh, and like you say like looking at this you can see It's sort of, it's a bit more natural, isn't it? It's a bit more uh, part of the landscape, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is interesting, right? So I saw this on the way down, right? uh Tomatoes. Yeah. Again, you'd think tomatoes would be grown in a bit more, like, as an allotment, this bed here, right here, uh, we've got beans, we've got um, squashes, and then we've got tomatoes running down the side. You'd expect just a full bed of tomatoes sitting right there. Yeah. But instead they've made it look something. Yeah. So we've got a mix of tomatoes, a
0: wigwam of uh, runner beans. What looks like thyme, but almost growing like box hedging. Uh, yeah. It's different, eh? Yeah. And then squash as well. Probably a, a pumpkin or a butternut squash mixed in there. I always try to look for the labels, but I don't want to leave a load of silence.
1: <laughs> Let's search for the yeah. labels. Yeah.
0: These are obviously been done as, I guess, in no-dig beds. I could be wrong on that, I'm looking at how they There's a big
1: sign over there that so says no-dig.
0: No-dig. So we can assume that's the no-dig beds as an experiment. And I think, I mean, I'm a big fan of no-dig, as you know.
1: I think, I really hope this experiment proves uh, just how good no-dig is. Isn't it interesting, though, that we, we, we're talking about, we're at an RHS garden, and they're experimenting with no-dig. Like, I, th- I think... To be honest with you, no digs become such a big part of allotments in in, in gardening. I'm surprised it's it's become an experiment. You'd think it would just be a a go-to.
0: I think there's still a lot of people who need convincing no
1: dig. Because
0: we've always been told that digging over the soil is good for it and helps grow. But I don't know if we've got any dug part beds here. But when we look around, everything grown here is nice, luscious, healthy growth. Right from, there's some parsnips down there which look huge. The squash plants are big and look perfect. Okay, there's probably a team of gardeners in here every day tending to it. Mm. But uh, it does go and show just how well it can be done. They've also probably got a, a very good compost heap going on here so they can produce enough compost which I think is a lot of people's trouble when it comes to no dig. You yeah, know, just, it can just, get
1: expensive uh, in that sense, can't it? Yeah. Like you say, it's probably good that they are showing uh, showing that it, that it works, I suppose. Yeah. I've just seen this sign here, World Maze. Lose yourself
0: in a world of food-growing opportunity. Food plants from around the globe provide much of the architecture for this playful structure, which is what we're looking at uh, right now from creeping times to towering squashes, knitted together with Chinese greens. From the bizarre to the beautiful, the layered planting here demonstrates how you can recreate a unique and productive garden that is a world away from the traditional vegetable plot. That summarizes everything that we're looking at, really, right throughout this well garden. Now, we're at the top end of this, where we've got raised beds. Now, these beds are made out of uh, steel. A, a real thick galvanised metal. A, I can't think of what a patinaed metal yeah, to give I mean, the rust look.
1: Yeah, I, I love these, man. But uh, I don't think you're going to see any of these down your local allotment plot.
0: No, they will be stolen for scrap <laughs> as soon as they go down
1: there.
0: But what I'm loving is there's so many different plants that you may not have heard of before or seen before. They should be ven- oh, hang on. First of all, asparagus pea this is the first one which when it's like that i think that looks beautiful it's a nice low lane creeping plant it's got these little red flowers that produces these little asparagus pea pods i sent those out in uh, a few months ago in the supporters club seed and a lot of people didn't actually like the flavor of them okay so we've got to bear that in mind sometimes uh, what looks good may not be to everyone's taste
1: if you like for, for that example if you had that in your garden like if my mum come home my mum's not a massive gardener and uh-huh. she'd look at that and think oh that's a lovely flower plant she wouldn't know it's edible at all no, that's, uh, no. and that's quite interesting around this garden there's a, quite a few edibles which you wouldn't realise uh, you could eat yeah
0: yeah there's some sort of uh, yeah, this is a kefir lime tree yeah. planted in the middle, which, you know, it's not a particularly tall plant, probably about three, four foot. But it towers above this asparagus pea. And it's almost like the asparagus pea is sort of creeping around the bottom. Yeah, you
1: know? definitely. Yeah, I love it, that, man. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of thought going behind where things are planted, which I, I really like. Yeah.
0: There's some beautiful-looking chilies in there. Which hot. just look nice and hot. But uh, I mean, I want, really want to find some stuff that we've never seen before. Chia. Chia. Now, I've actually got some chia seeds, and I was meant to sow them this year. Never got around to it. But looking at these... You've got to tell me what chia is, mate,
1: because it's s- the first time I've heard of chia.
0: Right. Chia, you generally eat the seeds. It's a health food. Um, you might leave it to soak overnight. And it almost looks like fugs spawn in the morning. Yeah. My wife has a lot of chia seeds because it's meant to help with digestion and things, and she loves it. Um, but what I never thought is how the plants look. So, again, these are about three, four foot high plants. they got almost like a beech tree leaf on them. But they get nice, good cr- crowd clovering. I can't see any flowers just yet, so they're probably not going to produce any seeds. But I never thought that's how it would look.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. This, my friend, is called, as he looks at the label, Perillia. Again, I don't know what Perillia is. I've not heard of it. So I've saved some Perillia last you?
0: month. Yeah. Again, this was when I went out in the Seed Supporters Club. Um, and I sent it out last month. I'm growing it. I've got the green one. This is the purple version. And it's... I've only just discovered it. And I'm loving the idea of it. Never grown it before. Never eaten it. And it's looking at this it looks stunning again it's almost like a beech tree leaf on it but with this beautiful purple greeny color to it it's
1: beautiful isn't it man yeah it's really nice it stands out
0: stands out i I can see that growing really well i've read it's meant to grow up to about six foot so that's interesting um we'll keep on venturing round some red corn sweet corn
1: Again, little a little bit of mix. colour. Oh, All of these, I like these little chilies down here.
0: Mate. Yeah, some beautiful chilies on the bottom. Quite low, low spreading ones that block everything else. But what I'm interested in is this tree. Um, I can't see a label, so I'm not sure what it is. But it looks almost like a cranberry, but in a tree form. Yeah. We'll carry on round. It's vincher.
1: It's vincher, didn't it?
0: Yeah. See, this is what I like about these days out of trips to places that you don't think to go it's a bit of a surprise for you
1: this isn't it yeah it really is again it really is like a lot of thought put into we've got corn growing in the middle and then we've got sweet peppers around the edge yeah like just sort of uh, framing it almost yeah There's a lot of thought going into what things look like i like that yeah
0: but I, i'm i'm really I, I always like growing unusual things yeah but they've got to be worth growing at the same time and they've got to supplement what I already grow. And quite often we look at food that comes in from other countries or grown in other countries. It may not grow in this country, but then you think of chilies that came from Mexico. We've made them grow. We've tailored them to grow in this country. When they first came in, they were probably completely alien.
1: ed Edor
0: Ed-edo. Ed Edo. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that one, so I'm going to have to do... It's spelled E-D-D-O-E. I'm going to have to look into that. But it almost... The plant itself, the leaves look like lily pads, but you've got a stalk almost like a banana tree.
1: Yeah, I was going to say a little bit like a banana tree. (laughs) Beautiful, It's a beautiful plant. It'll be interesting to find out what um, that's all about.
0: Yeah. I'm going to poke my head. They've got a little 10 foot by 6 foot greenhouse here. Actually, there's a few of them, but... Don't think we can go inside but I spotted this earlier in a large pot and we've got ginger. I grow ginger in my windowsill, love it. it, grows really really well. I think I need to get it into a bigger pot looking at what I'm seeing today. Most people don't, won't think of growing ginger at home, it's a pretty, it's easy actually I find it because not difficult to grow once you can get it terminated.
1: You need to know what to use it for. Like, what do you use ginger for? Well, ginger, like you would use in cooking curries.
0: Oh, so, of you use root it. ginger. You know. I, I hear. Yeah. You. I just yeah.
1: don't obviously don't make many curries unless it's from uh, <laughs> a packet. Everybody.
0: Yeah. They've yeah. <laughs> also got loofahs in here. Yeah, have, have we loafers? Yeah. Where are we looking? Down there. Oh yeah, yeah! Look at that. I didn't see them earlier. In grow bags, but they're trained up string t- to grow up to the top looks beautiful doesn't it it really does Yeah. it's a
1: nice idea that
0: this must be horseradish grown in a pot just outside yeah horseradish
1: spotted I'm... sugs well yeah. a oh, pineapple mint actually one of my favourite mints this one mint? Yeah. true story
0: yeah because you're allergic to pineapple from mint. yeah oh, I know but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true as yeah, well well remembered wasabi Thanks wasabi. wasabi I spotted this earlier wasabi yes spotted this Earlier. Now, I, I made a joke earlier. If anybody's watched Clarkson Farm, he tried growing wasabi. Actually didn't do too bad a job, but trouble selling it. Yeah. He grew it in a stream in Clarkson Farm. Now, I've tried growing wasabi before. Didn't get much luck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, kind of watching Clarkson Farm, I learned is that obviously it needs to be very, very wet. Right. Very, very wet. They've not actually got it growing in It's grown in soil here, not in a stream or anything. But they've got an irrigation system running through that.
1: You can, I, I mean, is, you can see from the top of the soil, it obviously gets quite wet in here yeah. Like the moss that's sitting on top. Yeah. They, they get it really good water. Yeah. I'm going to have to try growing wasabi again. I'm shocked you've learned something from Clarkson's farm. <laughs> <Columbia>. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't
0: believe it. Tiger nuts. I've grown these before. Yes. Now, these, I like tiger nuts. I think they're quite a, a spiky, almost grass-like plant.
1: Again, if you had it in your garden, you wouldn't know that it's an edible. Yeah. I mean, it looks yeah. that good.
0: Yeah. Japanese parsley. Interesting. Never heard of that. I'm not quite sure what to make. It almost looks like cow parsley, but very spindly cow well,
1: parsley. Maybe these a bit of baby plants. I don't know if yeah. they get any bigger than this or not.
0: No, but they've started to flower. So yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Holy grass? Holy grass. I've never heard of that either. No, and this, again, this just looks like a blade of grass.
1: Blades of grass poking through. No, it would be interesting to find out what you use that for. Well,
0: yeah, that's going to be one that I have to research. Pineapple guava. Got that grown in my house. Beautiful looking plant. It's uh, Queen Victoria's favourite fruit. Of course. <laughs> I've, never, I've never managed to get it to fruit it's one of those that I keep trying <laughs> hello Richard nice to see you again. hello are you alright uh, yeah,
1: nice listen to your podcast oh, oh really in the middle of a recording hello me. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: alright
1: yeah yeah thank you unbelievable yeah. unbelievable Richard's been spotted and <laughs> we look at that <laughs> he's taking a bite he okay. can't believe he's gone
0: bright red after right that Richard, psycho celebrity Persian lime. Persian lime. Never seen that before either. I we'll
1: be cutting bits of this out. So. Well, I'll keep it in the bit where someone spotted you, mate. <laughs> 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 He's thrown him. He's so thrown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, veined sorrel.
1: Oh, that is a beautiful plant. Yeah.
0: Then. Uh, I, I love sorrel because it's got a real nice lemony, salad-y flavour. Mm-hmm. But see it like that. You know, that's why I love growing it, because it looks beautiful.
1: Good ground cover as well, man.
0: Good ground cover, but it'll come back year after year. Yeah. And it is so hardy. Yeah. So hardy. You can forget to water it. It'll still grow back. That's pucker,
1: man. Yeah.
0: And there's more of these little ca- uh, citrus, almost... um I think they're called calamondines. I can never pronounce it quite right, but they're like small oranges. Yeah. And again... Bear in mind, we're outside. We're not in a greenhouse in here. We're not. And these fruited and continuing to
1: fruit. I mean, it's quite. I suppose. Do you reckon it's like it's got its own little ecosystem here, a little bit? It's quite well protected up here. Quite possibly. Um, And obviously, yeah, it's uh, they are growing. I'm I'm surprised to see them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it just goes to show that we can do it. Yeah. There's actually a citrus um, grower near me who sells citrus plants I've got to go down and visit
1: Sunfurs. sunflowers amongst uh, I wish I'm guessing there's squashes amongst there somewhere there's some sort of pumpkins you reckon
0: there's definitely oh, squashes oh. yeah possibly pumpkins or no idea can't see it
1: sunflowers though man like important bringing the bees pollination and all that mate Yeah. and all Beautiful. that um, but I, think, I personally, I think it's interesting to see them planted amongst, amongst it.
0: Yeah. Again, sunflowers, you know, they've got an edible... We can take the sunflower seeds, we can eat the sunflower seeds.
1: True. Or we can
0: grind it down and take sunflower oil. Yes. A lot of work to go into it, but include it in an edible garden. Of course. I think we're into an area where it's probably more traditional plants that have been grown here. Kale, leeks, parsley beans Swiss chard I, but there is another greenhouse that I oh, didn't yeah. see that earlier seen this we have a look at this one
1: a lot of people running, running around as well which is nice to see a lot of people checking out the new grow your owners this is, this is a hell of a greenhouse man
0: that is a beautiful looking greenhouse, isn't it? It's almost like a small version of the greenhouse at Q, the way it's built, would you say?
1: It's a very slightly larger greenhouse of uh, Lucy Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to put it into comparison, yeah. if Lucy's listening. Surely she would listen to the best <laughs> uh, garden and podca- second best gardening podcast in the uh, world.
0: We, should we venture inside and see what's going on? Let's have a look. look. Beautiful. Yeah, this man. This is lovely. This is lovely. So, cucumbers.
1: Look at these.
0: Carmen. Again, they've used hazel sticks to make the like a, a
1: climbing frame for these to climb up. They're looking really good. Yeah, beautiful. I'm beautiful surprised they it? don't need more <clears throat> more support though, man. No, yeah. I'm surprised these don't need more support.
0: I'm just looking at this chilli plant here, which is about four foot tall.
1: Looking
0: at that. Joe's Long Cayenne, which is one of my favourites, I've got to say. But it's so tall, it's actually been supported by another hazel stick.
1: Yeah, really nice.
0: Yeah. that's
1: really a Really nice idea. Beautiful, a lot of chambergains.
0: A lot of chillies in here. Jalapenos. Jalapenos, yeah. But it doesn't feel hot in here, does it, this one?
1: No, it doesn't. Um... Again, just showing you what you can grow without a lot of heat, really. Yeah. But plenty of protection for these chilies.
0: I can imagine overnight they close a the door and it holds onto the heat really well.
1: Yeah. yeah. I love a chilli, mate. I love a chilli. Lo-
0: yeah, don't we all. Don't we all. I'm just looking for st- other stuff that I might try and grow that I've never grown before. Sweet peas. Sweet peas. Not potted
1: pea. up stuff here. Crab apple in
0: a pot interest. I've never thought of growing a a crab apple in a pot.
1: Well, It's funny you say that. My brother is growing crab apples in a a pot. Oh really? Uh, He was given them about four years ago at Gardeners World Live. Yeah. Uh, They were going to dump them and he saved them and he's been caring for them ever since. Oh nice. Nice. Uh, Never left the pot.
0: Now what we've also got scattered around in these places are these step over apple trees which are designed... I think they're great. I tried doing uh, stepovers in my original allotment when I didn't have much space and I wanted to grow as much as I could. And stepovers is where they are trained to almost sort of a tree bend over on itself so it grows long ways almost. Yeah. And So you can step over them. Uh, They're a lot of work and they're very expensive if you want to buy them already done like that. But it's something, again, I'm thinking I should try and grow or try and make some more step-overs again just to, just to remind myself how to do it. Well, it's and a nice idea. The use of the space.
1: Yeah, well, to be honest with you, it wasn't until you told me about them today that I knew they even existed. Yeah, yeah. Definitely gets you thinking, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Again, a well, nice way to frame a border.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we have walked around this World Garden enough now what's your verdict
1: <laughs> I mean if you've got a spare 35 million on you then yeah sure you can make <laughs> something like this it, g- it gives uh, a lot of ideas and uh, the biggest thing I think like you know you've been pointing out quite a lot of plants as we go along but the biggest thing for me that I, I think I take away from it is that growing your own can be not only useful for like eating but beautiful yeah. like like I said like if I, my mum walked in here she wouldn't even be thinking about the edible part of it, she'd be like, oh, This looks like really beautiful, man. Like, this is yeah. she wouldn't say that, it wouldn't say, like, yeah, man, but she'd say, This is, this is a beautiful garden,
0: yeah, yeah. I've got to admit, I love the beautiness of this, love how it's set out, and everything else. Obviously, it's a show garden, but I'm taking a lot of the stuff that I've seen here away and thinking, I'm going to incorporate that back into my garden. It's kind of reinvigorated the whole for me maximising my space, growing what I want to do, different stuff.
1: Do you think you're going to, like you're all about eating, I know that, yeah, yeah. but do you think you're going to pick plants uh, a little bit more on looks as well and then try and incorporate that into your cooking from, yeah. the, from growing it because of looks?
0: From what I've seen today, definitely at my home garden, because I think my home garden, I've I've, got my, I've understood how it works now that may sound a bit crazy but I know my garden everything at home grows better than on my allotments yeah so now I've figured that out and how to work with it I know what I need to do mm-hmm. and therefore I can start making it look better I, I've got a hazel tree on the allotment so I've got a, a full source of hazel sticks brilliant um, i I can make step over apple trees again because I, I I brought trees specifically to do that that were very very cheap All Right. Um, and I know I can do that. I just haven't done it.
1: Make it happen, my friend. Make it happen.
0: Make it Make it happen. happen. So. Lee, you were here doing a talk today for your kids' gardening. How's everything going on the kids' gardening front?
1: It's good, man. I think I'm the first person or one of the first people to do like a proper talk in the new hilltop thing. So it's quite exciting to, um, to do that. Uh, and uh, the best thing, I mean, we talked about it earlier off, off uh, Mike the best thing is loads of kids like venturing around looking and I didn't expect that from yeah. an RHS garden I've not been to, one, to an RHS one for you know a couple of years now and to see people queuing up and see children running around this veg garden here and, and uh, learning and enjoying it uh, is, is exciting like yeah. there's a new generation of gardeners coming through and if they're seeing this uh, then hopefully when they get into their 20s when they, when they start thinking about allotmentering and yeah. their own garden they're going to take a bit of that away from it, so brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: got to say, I think it was good of the RHS to put on a, a kids' entertainment thing because you know kids do get bored easy. I've said this time and time again. This is a place for adults, really. If you want to bring kids in, you've got to add something to it.
1: Yeah, like I'm like we're at Wisley and uh, obviously I'm going to say, yeah, brilliant. I'm here, so it's going to be great. But also they've got like an Alice, Alice in Wonderland little trail that yeah. you can do as well. It just makes it interesting man. Like I say this about all the shows and all the gardens. It's great for parents, of course, they love it, they love their gardening. But to keep the kids interested, you've got to have them elements. To, yeah. you know, there's got to be something for them. In gardening in, in total, that's the that's the answer. But yeah. especially at these sort of places.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this walk today. It's nice yeah. to be back on
1: that's the podcast, nice my friends. Nice <laughs> to see you as
0: well. Well there you go. That was the World Food Garden at Whisley. I was really, really impressed with what I saw and I've definitely got to go back again and have a proper tour of the entire place at Wisley. Having never been there before, I really didn't know what to expect, but I've driven past there many times and always said I should go in. It's just north of Guildford in the UK. If you are thinking of going, I highly recommend it and it's well worth a visit. Right. Well, that is it for this week. We will be back next week where I will be talking about how to grow spring cabbages. So that's something to look forward to. But if you want to get in contact and share anything, any thoughts or suggestions, you can email me, richard at You can visit the website at theveggogrowpodcast.co.uk, leave a comment or leave a voicemail, or you can find me on social media, just search for The VegGrow Podcast. Until next time, please take care.